0: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
1: All right, Gator. Open with a coin toss. Heads or tails? Heads. Come he went with heads, and it is, it is
2: tails. It's tails.
1: I will receive. Let's go.
2: All right, guys. Even though the Lions aren't in the Super Bowl, they're still going <laughs> to play it, even though Doug and I aren't going to watch. Nope. And the two quarterbacks playing in at our Brock Purdy, Patrick Mahomes. All right, who's more comparable to Tom Brady? It's in different ways, but if you had to pick, which one?
1: I see what you did here. You took the late pick. Yep. And the guy who's blossomed into a, a massive steal in Purdy. That's his background and Brady's background. And Mahomes, whose resume, which is clearly closer to Brady's with multiple Super Bowls. But I'm going to say Purdy because I think at the core of Brady, what really drove Brady is where he was drafted. And and I think about multiple Super, Super Bowl guys, There's, it feels to me like there's more of them, Eli, Peyton, Big Ben, in, in our lifetime and recent memory than there are 6th and 7th round draft picks taking teams to the Super Bowl. So I think that's the more unique part of this.
3: You know, it's interesting. I, I was going back and forth in my mind uh, about this uh, quite a bit because to me it comes down to – style of play versus success. Interesting. And then you brought up the, the the draft thing, which I hadn't really thought about, and obviously you should, right? Sixth round pick versus seventh round pick. It's crazy to say this, but I think it is Brock Purdy. Um, it, it, I think he has a more similar style of play to Tom Brady because he's not... Mahomes makes throws off platform and yeah. runs to, to, to get by himself extra time. And he plays just,
1: the position wrong, so yeah, right.
3: He's he's amazing <laughs> with it. He's he's a crazy athlete, and no one's going to say that Tom Brady's a crazy athlete, or he's, that he's not that athletic. He's obviously an athlete. and Brady was the greatest of all time in terms of the quarterback position, but Brock Purdy to me is is more like Brady in that. The other thing is this. Even when Brady started getting success, I don't think people bought in completely right away because they had blood. So and they're like, well, you know, when Drew gets healthy, maybe we'll switch things over. So I think Brock Purdy is on that. He's on the same trajectory to start. However, yeah. it goes straight up in the air over the next seven, 10, 15 years. If you're going to do that to keep up with him. good luck with it. But this early
2: in the career after two years, I'd say it's Brock Purdy. All right, I'm going Mahomes, and it's just straight up the GOAT debate. You know, Mahomes obviously has two Super Bowl rings already, and uh, I think when it's all said and done, there will be a legit debate on who was better, Patrick Mahomes or Tom Brady. I don't know if Mahomes gets the seven rings, but I think he's going to get past three or four, maybe five, and that puts him in that conversation of GOAT. Purdy, I brought him into this conversation for obvious reasons. It's it's where he was drafted. It's what was not expected of him. But I think if even Purdy wins a Super Bowl, I think he ends up going in the Kurt Warner category and not the Tom Brady category. Mm. I think that's where Patrick Mahomes is or will be. So I'm going Patrick Mahomes. All right, Mike McDonald, 36 years old, replaces Pete Carroll, who was 72 years old in Seattle. Our old coach is done getting head coaching jobs in the NFL.
3: Well, we're sure it's not Mike McDonald from the Doobie Brothers, right? Do we, uh, yes, you that's been
2: confirmed. If you play this one more time, no, I'm <laughs>
3: Uh yeah, I, I think that the no more older coaches, and by that I mean no new hires as head coaches from people over the age of sixty-five. I think that's probably a real thing. Um, it just it seems that going younger is is the trend. And when you've got coaches out there like Pete Carroll and Bill Belichick and, and no one's saying I got to sign him. I mean, Bill Belichick didn't get the job in Atlanta. Why is that? Either that was Bill Belichick's design or it was Atlanta saying, you know what? No, we just want to go in a different direction. Um, it's, it's strange to think that with, with some of the, the, the great resumes that these guys have. And yet I think when they're done, they're done.
1: I mean, Kanellis is 42, McDonald is 36. I think another factor here is I'm starting to – you're watching the trend. Obviously, there's been the trend of young offensive coordinators getting the shot, you know, and the hoofs falling off the McVay tree. But there's also a trend of college coaches now bolting for the NFL. And I wonder if that's going to be the the next thing is – Is it a BC coach? The, yeah. Uh, Jeff Halfley – I mean, ESPN's reporting. He's like, this NIL – own roster recruitment, purging, and like uh, tampering, I'm out. And I, I kind of wonder if really. a lot of coaches are going to just say, that's it, I'm done with the college game.
2: Yeah, are our, our old coaches done getting NFL head coaching gigs? I say yes. Um, I said last week that Belichick, I could see him sitting out this year, maybe coming back to the Cowboys next year if McCarthy doesn't get it done. But, but even then, that's not a lock at all. I could see them going, Jerry, just going someone completely – uh, much younger than Belichick. Great coach, obviously. Um, I don't know what happened with the Falcons. Maybe he wanted a GM control as well, and he didn't want to just be a head coach. But I think those days are, are gone, guys. This league it moves fast, and I think you need player, you need coaches that relate to players, and that yeah, helps when you're a lot younger. So I'm going to say old coaches, they're out. All right, who should sign Kirk Cousins to Vikings, be their quarterback?
1: Vikings should. Short-term deal, and the reason is they don't have their next guy in-house, their draft position isn't great. In fact, their draft position's in a place at either 11 or I think their second pick is 42 where you draft that development guy. You know, you go with that, that not that upper crust quarterback, but a guy you expect to sit like a JJ or a Michael Penix or a Bo Nix with one of those picks, and you develop them and try and get cousins on a short-term deal, maybe a two-year deal, that's heavily front loaded, and and develop your next guy because you're not going to get a crack at the top quarterback given their draft position. So I think he should. I think the Vikings are the team that should sign him.
3: My gut reaction to this was Minnesota, but then doing a deeper dive on it, I'm settling on the Raiders. The Raiders have a ton of cap space to work with. By according to Sport Track, they have forty three million dollars plus in cap space. You look at the draft position; they're picking thirteenth overall. In the uh, in in the first round here, you add Kirk Cousins, who's quite a capable passer in this league, and you connect him with Devontae Adams and and some other players that they have, some other weapons they have there. I think that Raider team becomes a lot more dangerous. Keep in mind, the Raiders were eight and nine this year, and they were fighting for Antonio Pierce. They they liked their coach a lot, and they did it with Aiden O'Connell. I don't think Aiden O'Connell is any kind of future solution. In the NFL for a football team, unless he's, you're looking for your future backup, Kirk Cousins to the Raiders make a lot of sense. They've got the money to spend on it; they don't have to break the bank to do it. And I, I just think it's a good fit.
2: I'm going to go with Tampa. I made a case for Tampa to go get Russell Wilson before, but you'd have to give up assets and trade for him. I mean, depending on if the Broncos just outright release him or whatever it is. But the thing is, Cousins is better than Russell Wilson, and I think Cousins still has you know, a lot left in him for a team that's ready to go. They'd obviously have to bring back Mike Evans as well, but I guess maybe I just have zero confidence in that division. And so now, I mean, you might as well keep trying to win it and get that home playoff game while you still can. They did it with Baker Mayfield, and I think Cousins is better than Baker, even though Baker had a good year. If I'm Tampa, I call Kirk up and say, hey, uh, do you want to throw out Mike Evans and Godwin? All right, how far will the L.A. Chargers go next year with Jim Harbaugh at their helm? Well, I think they're
3: definitely an improved team. I mean, they only won five games this past year. We know that they're a talented team. I don't want to rub salt in Doug's wounds there, but I mean, some people thought that this was going to be a team that really contended for a Super Bowl. Um guilty. <laughs> it's okay because I look at you look at their roster and like, yeah, I, I totally understand it. They had the, the the defensive studs. You thought that could work out. You look at offense have got a really nice young quarterback with good receivers. How'd they go five and twelve? Just ineptitude. Jim Harbaugh is a really good football coach. I can admit that. I thought he was great in the NFL the first time around. Three straight NFC championship game appearances. I think he comes to Los Angeles, takes over the Chargers team, and maybe tries to take advantage of that division a little bit uh, and, and playing second fiddle to Kansas City. I think they make the playoffs in 2024, but I don't think they make it past the first round.
1: I'm not falling for it again. Two of the last three years, I picked the Chargers to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. The two years I did so, they didn't even make the playoffs. The one year I picked them, once we got to the postseason to make some noise, they lost in the first round, blowing a huge
2: lead to the Jags.
1: I'm not falling for it again. They finished second in the division and missed
2: the playoffs. And this is why they'll do it, Doug, because you, you're finally <laughs> off the bandwagon. They,
3: <laughs> so it's the Purdue method.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So $16 million a year for Jim Harbaugh. They have to make the playoffs. And I think they will make the playoffs. Jim Harbaugh is a good coach. And he, he isn't necessarily on the young side that everyone's going towards, but he relates to his players, which is a big deal. Um, I think they actually win their divisional playoff game, Doug, and they won't make it past the first round. <laughs> but the, So I think that's how far Take they go. Take that
1: chance. You two are now taking up where I left off.
4: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by
2: state law. All right, once again, I'm asking you. If, the Bear, if you were the Bears, what would you do with the number one pick? Okay, so
1: I trade it, and uh, I build around Justin Fields, and if I trade it back and I stay in the top four, I'm taking Ohio State wide receiver Marvin Harrison. If I'm outside the top four but still in the top ten, I'm targeting Notre Dame offensive tackle Joe Alt and move Braxton Jones to right tackle. Build the offensive line, build around Fields, even though he has the obvious handicap of being an Ohio State quarterback.
3: I, I, I'm a broken record on this. You hang on to Justin Fields and you trade out of the first pick and you get all the draft capital you want. Look, I'm on a draft simulator, right? And I chose the Bears to work with. I had six trade offers right away. First one gives you 11th pick, the 42nd pick, the 108th pick, next year's first and second from the Vikings. The next offer is the fourth pick, the 27th pick, the 35th pick, the 66th pick, and a first-round pick from Arizona next year. I, it's It just goes on and on and on. You can trade with with the the, uh, the Patriots, and you still get the third pick, the 34th pick, the 68th pick, and New England's next year's first and second rounder. You trade the pick. Work with Justin Fields. Get the best offensive lineman you can take in the draft, which will be the best offensive lineman you can take in the draft. With your second first-round pick when you're drafting with the ninth pick, you take the best wide receiver available. There are a ton of good receivers, whether it's neighbors at LSU or Roma Dunze at Washington, I, I imagine Harrison's gone, but those are the guys you look at. Uh, it, it's a way to build your team up really quickly, and you're doing it with the quarterback that knows the offense.
2: All right, I flipped back and forth on this a lot. At first, I was like, hey, you got to keep fields, trade the one overall because you can get that haul, right? And then I looked, the next time I asked this question, the, the market for fields didn't seem too hot, so I didn't want to trade them again, or I did. I was going back and forth. Now, today, guys, on February 1st, I trade Justin Fields. I think Caleb Williams is the best prospect in a long time, and there's always a good prospect, but the difference is Caleb Williams. I think his his skill set reminds me of so much of Patrick Mahomes, and you cannot pass that up. As much as I actually believe in Justin Fields, I'm not a Justin Fields hater, he does have a lot of holes in his passing game. I work with Caleb Williams, and I trade Fields for whoever wants to take him, and I work with Caleb Williams because that is the hall I want, the number one quarterback, and I think his skill set's just too good to pass up. All right, this is the second year they'll do these annual Pro Bowl games. Do you like this better or worse than the extra Pro Bowl game they used to have?
3: Really hard for me to say. I don't mean to cop out on this, but I don't watch it anymore. So it's hard for me to say what I like better. But if you got a bunch of different games that have nothing to do with really football as a whole or whatever, I, I mean the pro Bowl itself back in the day when they used to play it was abysmal to watch. there's no defense it's just it's it's two hand touch out there i I'll, I'll I'll just a complete throw a dart against the board. I'm gonna guess the new version's better. I don't know. I don't watch it.
1: I like it better, but the core of my answer is which game that you won't ever watch do you want to not watch less and the answer is. I don't even know what I just said. I, I, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna watch this more than I want to watch what they were doing before. But I'm not gonna watch this.
2: I think we all have the same answer. Answer: I like this better, but I'm still not gonna watch. So that's that's my answer, and I'm sticking to it. People do. There oh, I know they I watch the crazy. they watch the game, and they'll watch this. Dude, it, it's
1: football, such a monster. And that concludes the Y Nine Omaha Four Down around the league blitz thingy.